This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The three wins in four games guy. The one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Shh. Don't look now, but the Mavericks have won three of the last four. Don't look now. Are they back? Does that mean anything? Are they back? I'm not ready to say they're back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I We said on yesterday's podcast, they had to beat the Timberwolves by like 15 plus. Yeah. And for most of the game... I'm like, dang! I should have put like money on this on Bet Online AG, but uh, <laughs> but I didn't, and I felt confident that uh, we predicted it right. We'll talk a lot about how this game ended, but just on the grand scheme of things, it's a positive they won for sure. They've won three out of the last four. It feels like guys are getting their legs back and they're back grooving. I just need a little bit more. I need a few more wins for me to be back like full confidence that I was at the beginning of the season. Third game in a row, they scored 70 in the first half. That's pot. Like the offense seems yeah. to be coming back. So two of those games were against the Warriors where defense was optional. And this one was against the Timberwolves. But, you know, there's so many caveats we could put to this. But on today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks 127 to 122. Clutch win. <laughs> Should have not been, but oh. was. Clutch win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. This game was was all over the place, and we wish we could be on here all celebratory and excited about this win, excited about Porzingis' first half that he had, you know, the stats, the fact that Luka kind of had a bad game and the Mavs still won. That should have been exciting. Should have been excited about Porzingis winning the the defensive player of the year belt, or player of the game belt. I do that every time. Should have been excited about Tim Hardaway making his six man of the year candidacy. Statement. We're still excited about all this stuff. We, we should be more though, but we're not. The thing is, yes. like, I, I'm not as excited because of the way they kind of let it go at the end and they totally took their foot off the gas. And Malik Beasley, I, mm. hats off. That's the story of the game, I think. Mavs win, who cares? Malik Beasley was the story of the game. 22 points in the fourth quarter, seven of eight from the field, six of seven, hit all six of his threes. In the fourth quarter, he wanted it more than the Mavs, and he just came out like a flamethrower. That dude is good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I will push back. I think Porzingis was was the story of the game, just from the beginning to the end. Okay, is that because we're a Mavs podcast? That's fine. (laughs) I guess a Mavs player should be the story of the game in a game that the Mavs won on a Mavs podcast. I get it. And he had six blocks. I thought we'll we'll talk about KP. But, yeah, Malik Beasley, especially in the fourth quarter, he wanted it more than anybody that especially not just the like the shot making but 
the offensive board over everyone and then back <laughs> rebounding the ball at what six five or whatever is one thing but then going up over everyone and just laying it back that was another and yeah you could just see the fire coming from that guy but they it was a win but i think i think it was kirk that on twitter who said how can you know can, how do you make a loss like the most miserable it could feel something along those <laughs> how do you lines. make a win feel feel miserable yes and that was uh this game and you know rick referenced it after the game uh he referenced uh you know the atlanta game last week and he said hey we're a young team shocker we've talked about this before how young this mavericks team is we talked about it in regards to jj berea and west of wandu and that decision to let jj go this is a very young team when it comes to just you know pure age wise not just basketball experience wise but he said hey we're a young team we're gonna learn from this we have to learn from it and move on but he's like the atlanta game was kind of the same way last week we let him come back at the very end this game made you feel really uncomfortable and uh but I, this is just, we got to, I don't want to harp on that too much. Like we, I got some tweets about it after the game. I was like, man, why? And people, I felt like people were more mad, you know, after this win, I'm like, guys, at this point, let's just accept a win. Okay. I, I get it. That, that made me nervous. I'm not gonna, I was moving around. My expectations, little Isaac Harris. expectations. I was, uh, I was pacing in the office chair here, sitting in the living room, like just rolling back and forth. But it may be uncomfortable, but it's still a win. And the Mavericks desperately need wins right now. They've won three of the last four. So, uh, yeah, they're still – we can't call a two-game winning streak a winning streak. But We'll take it. We'll take it, though. Yeah, we'll definitely take it for sure. I mean, I think Luca said it, you know, best after the game. He said, you know, it wasn't the best finishes or, you know, finish or whatever it was. He said, but a win's a win, and, you know, we're going to take it. <laughs> And that's just what it comes down to. So, well, you'll take the win for sure. For sure. We wanted a more convincing win to show us that this team was back to being all right. We're, we're back to feeling like we're a playoff team. We're going to put our stamp on this game and go out there and play. Like, I was, I was hoping that they would keep that, that 20 point, 18 point, 15 point lead and get to play guys like Awandu and Trey Burke more and even Willie Colley Stein mm. and Josh Green, right? I was hoping that they were going to get to play some and Boban. Like, they're they going to get to play some of those guys. But they didn't. They didn't get to play, you know, those guys. They they played Wandu for five minutes and he got two fouls and he was taken out very quickly. <laughs> Burke was in for his like one shift that he get he gets or two half shifts or whatever. And they were back to playoff minutes in this game. And it shouldn't have been that way. And so that's what I take away from this game. But there is a lot of stuff to be excited about, right? There's still a lot of stuff to be be happy about, excited about. The fact that the Mavericks did win a game where Luca wasn't Luca, right? That he didn't really play like himself. He was nine of 22 from the field, one of seven from three, only 26 points in this game, eight boards and only five assists. He didn't lead the Mavericks in assists for the first time this season in a game that he played. The other one, uh, Brunson led, led the Mavericks in assists when Luca didn't play, but thought that that was notable. Uh, man, Chris Porzingis, let's get into it. So it's, it's the, uh, you know, the main thing. Do we do we get nerdy and talk about the minutes again? It was the post game conversation. Let's save that for another. Let's save that for later. We'll talk about that later. So, uh, Chris Osporzingis and Luka Doncic were asked about their minutes and the distribution at the beginning of the first quarter. And it's something that real you know nerdy Mavs fans are into and we're into, but I'm not sure everyone's into it. Chris Osporzingis first half man he like this was a game he should have dominated and at least he did the first half right 17 points nine boards three assists five blocks just in the first half in 14 minutes 
It's not like he played, you know, a ton in the first half. It's not like he played 20 minutes or something. He played 14 minutes only. Hit three threes. He was a plus 12 in that first half. And, uh, man, he was back to – he was like a different player. I, I mean, yeah. some of the things in the first – like the first couple of plays, right, he had that drive dunk. He had a step back three in like the corner, like midway between the wing and the corner, which is a weird spot to do a step back. But he did. He hit that three. And then he hit that dribble drive, like double crossover pull-up jumper that, yeah, probably he should have driven to the rim and got a dunk there. But he still hit that shot. Skin on the broadcast said it looked like Kevin Durant. Like that is the Christoph Porzingis. When you see it, you're like flashes of, oh, dang, this is a dude that can really pop, right? Like this is a dude that can really do some stuff that you don't see a lot of guys do. It's the reason why Kevin Durant himself gave him the nickname Unicorn. And I had somebody tweet something at me that I felt, you feel dirty when you're like, oh yeah, interesting. Uh, <laughs> after his first half, someone said, can we get can we get that game tape over to the Wizards? <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought, I thought that was, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's funny. That's mean. That's mean. Um, you got to take. You got to use it to your advantage, right? <laughs> Selective game highlight sharing is what the, what it should be. But didn't didn't Dennis put up like a triple double before he got traded to the? That's that's the idea. Now you're thinking. Now you're real thinking. So, but no, but, he, but he was great in that in that first half. I mean, the, it was playing against. Yes, he was playing against Nas Reed and Jared Vanderbilt. Right. Like, let's be honest about the context of this. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns wasn't playing. I guess that's the rest of their bigs. Like who, who else was missing from this team? Probably a couple other guys I'm forgetting. Ed Davis played Nick. Ed Davis plays on the Timberwolves. Did not know that we didn't, we didn't even bring him up in our preview, but yeah. So he, he, he did play really well in the, in the first half. You have to give him credit when he does play well, had a couple of incredible plays. Uh, he had some weird jump passes though, that I was like, why are you jump passing? You're seven foot three, but uh, he also had a couple of really good passes and assists too. So he was doing a lot of good stuff tonight. Got a, more positives than negatives from Porzingis. Oh, 1,000%. 27 points. He had the first seven points of the game. Uh, yeah, it just those first seven points, I don't care who who is guarding him. You're like, whoa, this is different KP. Is this is this the KP? It, I, the word I just landed on was this confidence. Yeah, it, and he calm. just looked like. <laughs> um. <laughs> we'll talk about the calm factor later, uh, but he looks so much more confident out there. And, you know, when they were losing games, you know, everybody you know, lacks confidence. I mean, we get that. Um, I think that goes for everybody, right? I mean, when we go through the Valley moments of our life where we all are, are lacking confidence in ourselves and we're questioning everything. I've been there, done that. Oh, preach. That'll preach <laughs> pastor Isaac. Uh, but, but for KP, he looks so much more confident tonight. He just handling the ball, shooting the ball. I was so happy for him. Just not just the team, but just for him, just getting back in that groove. And it just goes back to what we were saying of like pre-bubble and bubble KP. Remember, I forget I forget. And I mean, I was a Mavericks podcast with you. Like Every I forget day. that he was on the all like one of the 10 players or maybe 15 players on the all bubble team. You know, that yeah. they handed out on all yeah. bubble, you know, team awards. And he was one of the guys on that, that he, you know, was that good in the bubble. And he even referenced that post game tonight, like getting back to, you know, playing. He said, that was the best basketball I've played for the Mavericks was, you know, in the bubble and stuff. And it just, 
show seeing that tonight gives you that hope and gives you the glimpse of if that's the KP that we have and the Mavericks have, that's the number two punch with Luka Doncic. That's the uppercut that follows the jab. You know, that's the that's the next uh, the next punch right there. That you always have the 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 move with Luca. Luca's always going to be there. But if you get that move, you get that player. You know, following up Luca and that type of KP. That's what raises the ceiling of this Mavericks team. And as a Mavs fan, watching that first quarter, watching this whole game. I mean, defensively and everything, protecting the paint, all of it. That's the KP that you envisioned back last year and this year, heading into this year with Luca. And yeah, if you get this KP with the everyday Luca, that's the scary part. But consistency is the is the biggest thing. Coming up, Isaac and I are going to talk about the minutes allocation for Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. Interesting, some interesting changes have happened in the last couple of games. If you haven't been paying attention, or if you're just joining us for the first time, so we're going to talk about that. Some interesting comments from Porzingis after the game, from Luka after the game. We'll get into all that. But before we do, Isaac Harris, BetOnline.ag is the one place we trust to place some wagers to put some money down on some of these games. If you're watching the game, you want to put a little bit more on it. If you want to hedge your fandom, right? If you want to put some money down on the other team instead of the Mavericks, and if the Mavericks lose, you win some money, right? And so you don't have to be, you don't have to, it doesn't have to ruin your day. Uh, Bet online, go to betonline.ag, use that promo code lockdown. They'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. They have everything, they have college basketball, got a bunch of different uh, like NBA games are on, NBA player props and stuff throughout the season. Right now, they have the odds to win the Western Conference. The Dallas Mavericks still have the fifth best odds to win the Western Conference. I'm kind of surprised on this. Lakers are like plus plus 115, Clippers plus 290, Jazz plus 700. That one's pretty low. Like those those odds are pretty low. I could see the Jazz winning the. I could see the Lakers and Clippers doing some rest stuff down the stretch, and the Jazz just winning the the Western Conference. God, David Locke is gonna be so happy that I just said that. And then the then the Denver Nuggets plus twelve hundred, Dallas Mavericks plus eighteen hundred. They're above the Suns, the Blazers, the Warriors. Uh, that's kind of that's a little surprising to me that they still have faith in the Mavericks even though they're down in the standings. But if you also have faith in the Mavericks, you can put some money on them. That's a pretty. If the Mavericks win the West and you put like a hundred dollars down on that, you're winning like a couple grand. <laughs> that's a pretty nuts bet right there. If you want to go ahead and if you have that money to wager, do it responsibly. Uh, betonline.ag use the promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts all right isaac harris so the man the, the dallas mavericks they they have moved around luca and kp's minutes a little bit they've, they've switched it up now we've seen it for what four games three games and yeah something like that so before we we've talked about it before, Luca would play the whole first quarter, and then he would you know do hit, play the whole third quarter, play half of the other quarters. Porzingis would play a, a different kind of thing. He would play half the first quarter, most of the second quarter, you know, and and so on. It goes like that. Porzingis had been very vocal about wanting to change his minutes allocation, wanting to play more longer stretches of time, saying that that was better for him, saying that he felt more in rhythm when he played in longer stretches, but that. The medical staff and the coaching staff had said it's better for him to play in short bursts. And after the game, Porzingis was asked about this, and so was Luca by you. And Christoph Porzingis said that the coaching staff said it's better for him to play in short bursts because uh, he's not playing tired. And when, when you're playing tired, that's when you have the tendency to get injured. And so that's what they're cautioning about. And so 
I th- I think some of this comes comes with his conditioning too. If he's coming back and he's getting more conditioned, he can play longer stretches. And so Carlisle has changed his minutes allocation, right? He's he's playing longer stretches in the first quarter. He's had some pretty good games, so it seems to be working to me at least. And it doesn't seem like Luca is bothered by it. What did you think by you know the question you asked Luca after the game? What did you think about his answer? Yeah, we've been trying to, you know, once again, like you alluded to earlier, some of you might think this is just like really nerdy and like who gives a crap about minute allocation, all that stuff. But it is a thing because, you know, Luke has been on the Dirk plan with minutes for, you know, for a while now. And for them to take the generational, you know, talent superstar and to switch that up, you know, that that's key. Now, is it directly, they're they're doing it for KP, right? Well, I was going to say, is it directly a correlating with, with KP stuff? I don't know. I mean, I, so I asked, that's way too much of a coincidence for me. There's (laughs) no way Porzingis has been openly asking for his minutes to be changed and for him to play longer stretches. And then all of a sudden his minutes are, and Luca's minutes are changed and it not be directly related to Porzingis. He, He said, he's also been asking the coaching staff. Yeah, KP has. So, so yeah, I asked Luca about coming up. So, the new like, Luca plan, what it looks like is Luca plays those first five minutes of the game. He starts, he comes out around the seven minute mark. He plays, you know, from the 12 minute mark to the seven minute mark, goes out for, you know, two to three minutes, comes back in with three, three and a half, four minutes to go and finishes out the quarter. And then he, you know, he plays a little bit in the second. And, I noticed it tonight. I, that was the, one of the few notes. I stopped just taking notes. I'm like, I'm just going to watch the game tonight and not take notes. But uh, one of the first notes I, I put in the game was like Luca's energy in those first five minutes. And I think you do see that difference in this minute changeup that if Luca knows, hey, I'm going to go sit on the bench in the middle of this first for three minutes and kind of catch my breath, kind of, you know, I think it gives him that extra boost of energy for a team that sucks in the first quarter sometimes, <laughs> that for a team that gets behind by a lot in the first. So I think it enables Luca to start the game with this energy and with this everything. Hey, I'm going to give everything I have because I'm going to get this short break. He gets a short break, then he comes back in. But during that short break, KP's minutes are extending longer through the first and he's, and I know we're just focusing on the first, but that has ripple effects throughout the rest of the game because, you know, then Luca's starting and playing some of the second quarter when normally he's played all the first and he's second at, you know, setting at the first part of the second quarter. So it's just moving the minutes around. But Luca's answer, I asked Luca tonight, I said, what do you like about this? Like, what do you like about this new minute allocation, you know, distribution, whatever plan for him? And he said, it's all about keeping him like his rest and all about keeping him uh, fresh for the fourth quarter. And I, I, I like that he mentioned that because I think that shows a little bit that if they can find these, these pockets of breaks, they can find, you know, they're, they're tinkering with this stuff, but it get, if it keeps him more fresh for the fourth, then I think that's the, I mean, this, I feel like, Mavs fans have been tweeting at us for like two years of like, well, why can't Luca just play the whole fourth and not the third? And, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, he went right, in well, the ma- seventh minute and not the eighth minute. How dare Carlisle? Why can't Luca play 48 minutes? <laughs> so I think this plan helps him stay more fresh for the fourth quarter, and especially down the stretch in the fourth. But it also enables KP to play longer minutes in the first, gives him some minutes without Luca to where, hey, I mean, he's an alpha too, so it's like, hey, let, let's let hey, KP have his shine too in the first when KP's, uh, you know, uh, or when Luke is off the floor. So, yeah, I think that they, <laughs> I think they looked at it and said that this can also benefit Luca, right? I don't think they would have made. I, I kind of don't think Carlisle would have made a change unless he thought it could also benefit 
Luca. It's like they're not just going to do it for Porzingis. I don't see Carlisle as a player that would do that. But I think this is important that we keep talking about this because it's the dyna- dynamic between those two star players and Carlisle, right? This trifecta that yeah. c- runs the Mavericks' future. Like that, the Mavericks' future is like is determined by that. I'm putting up the like the Hove like triangle. Like you look like you're making some like sorority symbol. I'm putting up the triangle with my hands like Hi Kappa Delta. <laughs> Go. It's, no, it's Luca it's Luca KP Carlisle. That's the that's the the threesome. You're like a, you're like a Power Ranger. That makes up <laughs> Mighty Morphin Podcaster. Oh, that'd be the lamest that's the lamest superhero features. ever. But it matters because if Porzingis got his way and Luca didn't like it, then that's something. Right, but it matters. It matters, and we're talking about this on a podcast because KP has talked about it so much. Yes. So if yeah. you're in the camp of center, why are these guys talking about? It? Because KP has answered <laughs> so many questions post game with not even about the minutes, but saying like, "This is why I'm, you know, I'm what he's frustrated or trying to get back to his normal self." So it's it's a bigger issue for him. He's talking with the coaches' staff about it, so it has to be an issue or not an issue for us to talk about from a media angle because if that's the key to getting KP back you know, back to normal, then sure. This is something that we're going to talk about three months from now and saying, man, look when they worked with KP and got him those extended minutes like he wanted and look where he's at right now. That's what we could be in three months. And he's answered that unprompted too, right? It's not like even sometimes when he's not directly asked about it, he said he's, he cited this as one of the reasons why he maybe has not played well or has played well, right? He directly correlates it. And after the game, he was asked about this uh, directly by our friend Kevin uh, from 105.3 and said that he um, f- that Porzingis feels more calm, which is why we, we joked about that earlier. He feels more calm and he feels more um, able to attack those minutes when it's he knows it's going to be a longer stretch. And so it's sort of the inverse of what you said about Luca, right? You said that Luca, and I noticed this too, that he looked like he was playing with more of a burst. There's more attack in Luca's game when he knows he's just playing a small burst at the beginning of the game and he's going to get that rest and come back. And then he can save some of it for the fourth quarter too. For Porzingis, he almost needs that long period of time because remember when he first came back, that first game, he knew his minute, he had a minutes restriction and he starts throwing up all these shots, yes. right? He just starts throwing up shots and throwing up shots because he knew his minutes were almost up and he wanted to put up enough shots in that game. And so I think this change is using their personalities um, against them or for the benefit of them, for the benefit of the team, right? Giving Porzingis a longer stretch so that he can put up those shots so he doesn't rush them. And giving Luka, you know, more bursts and more, you know, short spurts so that he can put more energy into his his minutes shift, right? And so yeah. we've, we've talked all about this now, but uh, I think that this is where they're going to settle for a little while. And if a change happens, we'll talk about it. But it was interesting because the players talked about it after the game. They were asked about it. And it seems like this is a change. Seems to be working, and uh, we'll talk more about it if it if it changes in the future. So, uh, coming up, let's get into some more about this game. There's a bunch of guys. We always kind of save this for the third segment, but there's a bunch of guys that contributed to this game that deserve some talk besides Luca and KP, and we want to talk about them. Tim Hardaway, Josh Richardson, another solid, awesome game from him. Really, really good. Dwight Powell, another good game from Dwight Powell. We need to talk about him, especially when he does well, because we talk a lot about him when he doesn't do well. So we need to give him the credit. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, you have a car, I have a car, we all have cars. And I know that when I lived in Dallas, I had all kinds of car problems all the time. You have to do your inspection, you have to get your car up to code and all that kind of stuff. You have to you have to be ready. I know it's so annoying. 
Move to Florida and you won't have that. You may have other problems, but you don't have that. If you need a part for your car, rockauto.com is the place to go. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck. If you're not going to pass inspection because you have a taillight out, they have those. You can get that for your car. Just go to rockauto.com, select your car, the make, the model, the year, all that stuff. You can find everything available for your car or truck. Maybe stuff you didn't even know that you needed. Go check it right now. Just go check rockauto.com, check your car, and see if there's stuff on there that you didn't even know that your car needed or that you could get for your car. New carpet. If somebody, if one of your kids, Isaac, threw up on your your car, your car car carpet, and you're like, oh, I can't get this out. The smell just forever. I can't get this out. I would throw out. his Woody away. <laughs> Woody and Buzz, like from Toy Story? Yes. And you could just throw out that carpet and you could just get a new one from rockauto.com. And if you do that, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Again, write in locked on in their how did you hear about us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. February is Black History Month, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Lockdown Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Lockdown Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Lockdown Presents in the podcast feed or at radio.com app, wherever you get your podcast. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Erica is an awesome host of Lockdown Women's Basketball. Great WNBA and, and NCAA podcast. Uh, Candace Cooper was, I think, the first female African-American swimmer at North Carolina, which is like, mm. it's what Like, you don't even think about stuff like that being history, but it is. And so it's, it's going to be a really cool perspective. So Lockdown Presents, that's the podcast. All right, Isaac Harris. So a lot of other guys contributed to this win besides Luca and Porzingis. Tim Hardaway, another awesome game from him off the bench. 24 points. Didn't do anything else besides take a charge and score 24 points. But that's what you ask him to do. 24 points off the bench. Multiple now, charges. He took like four charges he, in this game. He took two in the first quarter, I remember, because he uh, you know, he got the, the defensive player of the game belt last game because he took one charge late in the fourth quarter. No one right, else. Here, here's my joke. Here's my joke with Tim. If you're not going to move your feet to play defense, just plant them somewhere and take a charge. <laughs> well, he almost took one without planting his feet because he was in the air, but they reviewed it. How about all these reviews? Good gosh. Ugh. Ed Malloy read a CVS receipt. <laughs> he, was, he was ready to go, man. How have we not mentioned that there was 1,500 frontline workers and healthcare workers? I'll save it to the end, but we can talk about it now. Okay, we, we'll talk about it at the end then. But uh, there was also... Um, a really great tribute video from the 2011 mm. Mavs. I put the whole audio at the end of the of the podcast. That's why I was saving it for the end. If you want to listen to it, so we'll, we'll talk about that again later. But can I talk about Tim? There's a tease. Tim Hardaway Jr. 24 points in this game. Great game. There's only two players in the NBA that's averaging at least 17 points and that have played in 20 games but have not started in 20 games. Only two players in the league. That's Jordan Clarkson and Tim Hardaway Jr. Hmm. Tim Hardaway Jr. is officially in the six man of the year conversation. Woo! And I am, I am, I think we should take it upon our podcast to help lead this charge. Because here's the thing with Tim that I know, I think last year, you know, we hyped it up as far as him being a 40% three point shooter. He's right, right at 40% last year. And like, dang, he had this like career year and awesome. And he starts this season. And I feel like, fans have kind of like soured on him a little bit you know we crack jokes about his defense because he's not the best defensive player in the world and some of his shot selections here and there 
but you look at his stats right now. I mean, he's shooting 43% from the field last year, 43%. He's shooting 39% from three right now. He shot 40% from three last year. He averaged 16 points a game last year. He's averaging 17 points a game this year. He's right there, That how he's playing last year. And I think for some of us in our minds, including myself, I'm speaking to myself. I'm preaching to myself right now, guys. <laughs> I, I was thinking that Tim was having more in my mind just watching the stuff. It felt like he's having more of a, like a streaky season. There's like just bad shots, you know, a lot more. I was thinking his field goal percentage would be way, you know, worse. And his three-point percentage would be like more like 36, you know, something like that. And then I look at it after the game, I'm like, dang, he's like, he's he's been playing solid and, and consistent. And yeah, I mean, I just want to give him the praise that he deserves because I feel like I've uh, cracked some jokes here and there, but he's uh, he's he's showing that he's he can play pretty consistent in this offense. Yeah, he's he's shown a lot this season as far as um, last year wasn't a fluke, right? I think that was a huge thing that we were concerned about. And yes, he is a 50% player, right? He's a 50% player in the sense that half of the games, he's going to completely bring it and have a game like this. And maybe next game, he'll have like a 10-point game, right? Or a five-point game, right? It's just, sometimes it comes and goes. But he if he does bring it, when the nights, the nights he does bring it, hopefully he's making up for somebody else not having it. And when he doesn't, then hopefully somebody else like Luca Porzingis or Josh Richardson or somebody can make up for that. They don't they don't rely on Tim Hardaway. It's a it's a great like bonus yeah. benefit that they, that they get from him. So and we we need a stat of whenever the Mavericks have three players score over twenty points, what's the record? It has to be a, a really good record. Ooh, because it happened again tonight with you know with Luca and and KP and Tim and that. So I think uh, as far as the award goes, it sounds kind of crazy to think about it, but. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, I think, is the the front runner right yeah, now for, for the sure. award. But I mean, Clarkson, yeah, he's playing for the Jazz, and you know, the winning helps and stuff. But Clarkson's right at you know what seventeen. I'm looking at or seventeen and a half points a game. So you know, the winning does help. It does. It does help for all these awards. <laughs> for lots of things. But I don't know. Wait, hold on. I'm looking at screen assist. <laughs> I don't know what they're at. I don't have Josh Richardson in this game. Eighteen points, five boards, eight assists. He led the team. First time this Call season, him Steve Nash, someone not Luca, led the team in assists. I tried to tell you guys he was a playmaker before this season started. I tried to Josh tell you guys. Josh has one game over five assists, and Nick's over here like, "Hey, he's had he's had a bunch of games this with is like John four Stockton. assists. He's had a couple games with four assists. Like that's that's fine. Like that's what you that's a playmaker for the Mavs because he's not carrying the ball as much as Luca or you know Chris Paul or some of these other guys, Trey Young, these guys that lead the league in assists. Yeah. No, I, I thought he played an incredible game. Had a super big clutch shot. At the, yes. Shouldn't even been a cl clutch <laughs> moment. But uh, the fact that Luca, you know, the Mavericks are up by 25 points and they, they were somehow only up by three with a clutch possession. And Luca just defers it to to Josh. I'm like, oh my gosh, Luca, please just like try to put this game away. And he defers to Josh and basically says, hey, Josh, just take Ruby off the dribble. And he did. And they're he, one of their best defenders. <laughs> yes, and uh, it was a you know a little mid range shot, which you pointed out so many times that Josh has this mid range you know shot right you know right in that uh, area of the of the court there, and he it's like ten it. feet like ten feet and in. Yeah, and uh, had some clutch free throws too. I I thought he played great tonight. He was awesome. This is we've we've now seen like Josh Richardson several games in a row show us the type of player he can be in this system, and I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited that this is the type of player. This is not the type of player that you want to trade away because you're so annoyed that this is should be the Mavs' third best player, right? He is playing like the Mavs' third best player, so that that's exciting. Um, 
Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, kind of off games, but Dorian, seven points, seven boards, three assists, a steal, and a block. He was doing Dorian things. That's what you want from him. Uh, kind of an off game from Maxi. This is a weird game because uh, I, we've, we haven't really mentioned too much, but Towns didn't play, and then Russell only played the first five minutes. He just didn't look right. And he made two. He that. made two threes. Like his shot was fine. He probably should have just stayed out there for like spot up shooting. But he just didn't look right, so they took him out at the beginning. And so this team was just bare bones. Like Anthony Edwards, uh, Malik Beasley doing his thing in the fourth. Nas Reed and Vanderbilt as their only bigs. Uh, I don't remember one single thing Jaden McDaniels did in this game. Do you? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> right? Like he played almost twenty minutes, and I don't remember a single thing that he did. Uh, but Jalen Noel. But Jalen Noel. We we gave him all the the un un like we didn't mean to give him shade, but we did when we said we didn't know who he was, and he comes out and drops eighteen on the Mavericks. So uh, yeah, so we know who you are. You put up empty stats on a bad team, Jalen Noel. You did it. Congrats. Uh, All right. Anything else before we get to uh, talk about the frontline workers? Uh, Let's just say Wancho played in this game. Wancho did play in this game. I do remember Wancho things that he did. Yes. And Luca had a, a good, oh, good w- bucket. One more thing. I'll do the one more thing this time. Can we get some Josh Green minutes? We didn't send they didn't send him to the G League bubble. Can we <laughs> but can we get some Josh Green minutes over I'm good. Wes Wandu or somebody or I just want to see Josh like put him on Malik Beasley in the fourth quarter and let him foul him a couple times. Right? Just my my whole thing with the Josh Green stuff is if you're going to put somebody in for five minutes like they did a Wandu tonight, I would prefer Josh Green over Wandu. But if neither one of them play, that's fine with me. Eventually, they're going to have to get out of the, these playoff minutes, right? Luca played 37. Richard Sin played 36. Like eventually- Let's get into the playoffs before we start you know, throwing a Wandu and Josh Green back out there. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put the cart before the playoff horse, I guess. is what you're I'm just trying to tune in for Tyrell Terry versus Nate Hinton in the G League bubble. Memphis Hustle, baby. I'm a Memphis Hustle fan now because Tyrell Terry's on the team. All right. 1,500 frontline workers were in the arena for the Dallas Mavericks game in the AAC. They brought Chris Arnold back. He was back. I was like, where has Chris Arnold been? He finally came back. He reemerged. They did. Whataburger toss. They did the Whataburger toss and a guy won. They did the Dr. Pepper challenge and somebody won free Dr. Pepper for free Dr. Pepper for a year. I could just hear Chris Arnold say that in my head. You got time to get something to eat. You got time to get something to drink. (laughs) You got time to you visit the Mavs head? head. <laughs> I get your exclusive deal. <laughs> Last year. One <laughs> one random item a game that's like $5 off that you're like, why would I ever want like a small mini like Dirk Turkey bobblehead, right? Like Tonight would- we have the last year City Edition graffiti jerseys for 85% off. <laughs> Uh, frontline workers. It was awesome to see people in the stands. It was, I think that the Mavs got some energy from it. I wish they would have kept that energy through to the fourth quarter, but at least they got to see a close game. <laughs> I, I wonder if they stayed. They, they might have just bounced after the like in the third. Like, Did, man, this is a blowout. And he, then the Mavericks are like, no, please come back. Our friend of the friend of the pod, Doyle, Kobe Beef, said at the beginning he was at the game and said that uh, just like every single Mavs game. Uh, there's only 1,500 fans coming, but still, they didn't show up until like the middle of the first quarter. <laughs> sellout. Sell, sellout. The sellout streak continues. It's back, baby. It's but back. no, it was really cool and uh, super happy to see that. And a much, you know, much respect. 
Guys, if you listen to this podcast and you are a front care, a frontline healthcare worker, we cannot thank you enough. And just thank you for uh, serving uh, everybody. Thank you for serving this country and this just whole. Uh, it's been a crazy past, you know, twelve. We're coming up on you know twelve months since everything shut down, basically. And I, yes, I much respect. I cannot accurately express in words over a podcast how much uh, we're thankful for you guys and if you're at the game tonight that that's so cool and i'm sure that video uh, that nick's going to attach to the end of this podcast was really cool it's really cool watching that just as a fan but uh thank you so much for uh yeah literally putting your life on the line of doing your job and uh serving people around you absolutely could not harp could not Derek harper that even more than you just did so yeah, at the end of the pod, stick stick to the outro. We're gonna share the, the audio of the video of all the 2011 maps saying thank you to the healthcare workers. So especially if you're a healthcare worker, stick to the end and listen to that. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Boom. When we hear the word champion, we often think of sports. But right now there are thousands of champions out there working tirelessly to keep us safe every single day. With everything going on in the world right now, the 2011 NBA champion Dallas Mavericks want to take a minute to say thank you to our champions. We appreciate it. You are the champions. You are the champions of the world. I would like to thank all the doctors, all the nurses, all the healthcare workers that are helping us right now through this terrible pandemic. The grocery store attendants, the truckers, the teachers that are teaching a little bit differently these days. The people who have volunteered to help keep us safe. Everybody on the front line was helping us. Thank you so much. We would like to thank you for all your countless sacrifices and your commitment to excellence and flattening this curve and saving lives. Uh, you guys are doing an amazing job. And I really, really hope that you know, when we beat this virus and uh, we get everything under control, I really hope that we not forget about the work that you guys lay out, about the work that you guys did, all the hours, the double shift, and everything that you guys have done. It's been truly amazing to watch. Y'all do an amazing job doing this pandemic right now, and thank you. Thank you very much for the amazing work you do every day. Thank you for saving lives. Thank you for impacting our lives. Everyone on the front line battling the flatness curve, we appreciate your efforts. We appreciate your services, we appreciate your commitment, and we appreciate your sacrifices. Thank you for everything you do. Because you are the real champions. You are the true champions. You guys are the real champions. You are the true champion. Be safe. To all the doctors and nurses and healthcare workers, thank you guys so much. Thanks for protecting and saving lives. You guys are the real heroes. And you are the champions. You are the champions of the world. From the champions at the Dallas Mavericks to all the champions on the front line, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everything you do. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 
1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. 